everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird. Got a great interview lined up for you today. I'm excited because uh, the gentleman that I'm going to be interviewing and having on the show today, I met him earlier this year, uh, and I use that term very loosely, via via email. We've had discussions over emails and whatnot. Um, but without further ado, I'm going to bring on my friend David Schumann. He's a CPA. He's also the CMO, Chief motorcycle officer of the uh, motorcycle safety lawyers. He's also a podcast host, which if you guys have watched my weekly wrap ups, you've heard of this show because bikers matter podcast. So without further ado, David, how are you, my friend? Welcome to the show. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's, let's dive in. Give us a little brief, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do. So as you correctly stated, um, I have a degree in accounting and a degree in computer science, and I've been automating distribution, manufacturing, medical systems since the early 80s. Not that I want to date myself, but that's the truth. So, um, And along the way, uh, I've dealt with law firms. Uh, I was helping my brother out with the accounting for Schumann Legal, which is these days, the parent company of motorcycle safety lawyers. Okay. We're, we say we're a division of Schumann Legal. So he handles all kinds of um, accidents. Okay. On the job, car, truck, bike, airplane, motorcycle, pedestrian, it doesn't matter. And we do a little bit of medical malpractice as well. Okay. So, but I love motorcycles. I've always loved motorcycles. Um, and so, and unfortunately, I lost a good friend to a motorcycle accident a couple years after college. So that kind of dissuaded a bunch of my friends from riding as much for a while because it hurt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, he, he lived for a number of years as a vegetable. I mean, he couldn't move. He was, you know, he needed to be, you know, he had all kinds of help. He couldn't really do anything. Right. He lived and finally he succumbed to his injuries, you know? But it was rough to even see or look at. Yeah. And somebody blew a stop sign and went right through him. And, you know, I see videos for the office for the cases we have all the time. You know, we, oh, nowadays, there's so many places videotaping just for security and whatnot that you can get all kinds of accident footage that you didn't see in the past. And right. Now, I, I watched a, a girl go right through. She's going through a green light at an intersection. Yeah. And somebody didn't pay attention and blew the intersection. She goes right into the driver's door, door and catapults over the car. It's just unbelievable. And, and it, it gets you. When you see that moment of impact, you're just like, it, it hurts. Because you, you know how that can happen. Does it Does it ever – now, you ride. You currently you, you, you ride today, yes? Yes, I have a 2013 Harley-Davidson oh. anniversary edition – Triglide Ultra Classic, <laughs> and I'm 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 out in the, the Pennsylvania area, like the Harley factories, the, the 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 one place out here. The Harley's got a place just up the street here, the warehouse or the uh, anyway. A lot of people work here in this town at the Harley dealer or at the at the Harley factory. When when you're riding and when you see accidents like that on camera and stuff like that, do you ever do you ever say to yourself, mm, you know what, I'm gonna I'm going to take a few weeks off or I'm I'm, I'm going to take a break from the bike for a while. Does that ever happen to you? I see a lot of bad stuff, but um, it happened to me when I was younger. Yeah. And clearly when my friend Michael Ross, you know, had his accident, that that, that really affected a lot of us because, I mean, I, I've known the kids since like second grade uh, or earlier. Yeah. He lived across the alley from my parents' house. Yeah. You know, we used to get on our walkie-talkies and and talk all night. You know, screwing around with little kids and stuff. And you know, yeah. we went to you know grade school, high school, and college together. So, move okay. So from that, you're riding. You you're you're you're, you're you mentioned that you uh, your CPA. So you numbers stuff like that. What got you into um, other than helping your brother? And the law firm and whatnot. What got you into more the 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 motorcycle safety lawyer side of it, and, and to be the chief motorcycle officer 
uh, of that whole thing. How did that all start? Walk us through that. What started that? So, so um, my brother's been winning motorcycle accidents for over 35 years. And it was kind of like, like most attorneys, when advertising became legal for personal injury attorneys, yeah. um, he had what most attorneys had back then. You had a yellow page ad with a menu. Right. Right. And it went down and said, dog bite, you know, slip and fall, you know, car, truck, bus, airplane, boat, you know, bicycle, you know, motorcycle. Um, you know, it just had this long menu of, of different kinds of accidents because even today it's weird. If you don't tell people you do a certain kind of thing, they think you don't do it. Right. And we have that problem. People think that motorcycle safe floors I, doesn't handle car accidents or won't handle a bus accident or a truck, right. you know, a semi-accident. And or e-bikes or or you know any kind of cycle. If it has two wheels, we handle it. If it has four wheels, we handle it. If it has 18 wheels, we handle it. If it doesn't have wheels, we handle it. You know, that we only do injury law. Right. You get hurt on the job, you get hurt, you know, not on the job. We handle all that. But the motorcycle so what happened was somebody came to us, it was actually the National Academy of Motorcycle Injury Lawyers, and they said here's we've we we're building this organization and we'd like you guys to be part of it and the deal is we want to put the word out there that you handle motorcycle have expertise in handling motorcycle accidents and we had that yeah but we didn't have a marketing campaign oh okay, okay? and right. so so we started out and we started working with them and started developing some pieces and and for the first time in a long time we started attending events so the motorcycle community is very tight-knit oh yeah and you know there's no car accident community or truck accident community yeah you got truckers but we're talking about accidents yeah but in the motorcycle community people talk oh yeah. and truthfully not that not that it's not common elsewhere but motorcyclists for sure don't trust lawyers <laughs> That's for sure, you know? And so how do you separate yourself from the competition? Well, the first thing is you attend events. Right. You know, it's one thing, we've got a competitor, they're really only a marketing firm. They they charge attorneys to become some kind of animal name. Right. And then they get leads from their headquarters. Okay. I got you. Okay. If they stop paying them the big fees and they're big, um, they don't get any more leads. Right. Okay. Once in a while, they'll throw out a five hundred dollar check at a charity or at somebody or some event. They don't attend, and they're not members of the community. They're they're there to make them. They're there to make money. They're, they don't, well, everybody, yeah. you know, any personal injury attorney will say they can handle a motorcycle accident, and so they want your business. Right. Okay. That's what they care about. We spend so much time on training motorcyclists what to do if, if unfortunately they come upon a scene of a motorcycle accident. Instead of standing with your finger up your ass, yeah. what do you do? Yeah. I'm allowed to say that, right? Yes, absolutely. I love okay. it. <laughs> you know, and, and sitting there watching your friend expire, yeah. put it in a nice term. Yeah. What can you do to save their life? What do you do first? Yeah. You know, your mind, your, your adrenaline's going, your mind's going crazy. So you guys are really involved with the, you're not just saying, Hey, we're uh motorcycle safety lawyers. Like you guys are, you're involved in, you're embedded into the motorcycle community. Like you said, 100%. you ride and you you care about the community. You're out there. You said you're going to events. I'm assuming events could be stuff locally or like, I'm assuming, well, you were at uh, uh, Sturges. I think. Uh, right. We're all over the country. Yeah. So at events. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we started in Illinois. Yeah. You know, so that's home turf. That'll never change. Right. You know, we now have an office here in Vegas. Okay. We're working on, um, you know, we get cases from everywhere. It, it doesn't matter. What matters is, you know, yes, in some cases, you have to bring in a local firm just to go to court for you or represent court. Right. In some cases, my brother can go to the to the court and say, I have this case that I want to represent the client, you know, directly. And many states court systems will let you do you that. Know, it I, just depends. I, I remember, you know, you, you, you mentioned accidents earlier, and it's, it's so important what you guys do. I used to ride and I say used to because I'm trying to 
convince my wife to to let me get a bike again. Um, and I and I miss it. Riding for me as a combat veteran was is very therapeutic for me. And I remember <clears throat> Scottsdale. This was I don't know probably seven eight years ago now. Big accident uh, up there in in Cave Creek. There was a big accident. A big dump truck ran through 20, 30 bikes that were going through an intersection. And, and it was it was absolutely horrible. I'll, I'll never forget the image of it. Um, so I really think what you guys are doing is, is needed. And when I first got introduced to what you guys do, I first was introduced to you, I got excited about it because it was like, here's a community. I, I love the motorcycle community. I, I miss it dearly. And... I miss going to rides and stuff like that, but there's always that back of back of the head. Like it, people ask me, like, "Well, you've seen accidents." I had a friend of mine uh, it, back in 2001 passed away, uh, rode uh, out of a parking lot, kind of hit the throttle a little hard, hit a speed bump. He went one way, bike went another way, and and head first into a fire hydrant. Unfortunately, killed him. Um, you know, you have other accidents of people that I that I just mentioned, like dump trucks hitting. You see that stuff go around all the country all the time, and everybody's. I was talking to another friend who's got a nonprofit that does stuff for for motorcycle uh, enthusiasts. Hey, who do we call? I actually, it was funny because I was just talking about you the other day. Now that I think about it, with with this guy, I, what you guys are doing is needed, and. Hats off to you and thank you for what you guys do because it's so important. And it's not just for the motorcycles that you guys do stuff. You guys are in the community. Folks, let me say this real quick about David and what he's doing. We're part of Heroes Media Group, the network as a whole, and we define community heroes. I'm speaking to a community hero right now and the stuff that he is doing in the community, not only for motorcycles, but if, if and, and here's the other thing, if you have not listened to or watched any of his videos, go to uh, on social media because, uh, because bikers matter podcast and see some of the things that they are doing. You want to talk about setting the bar to the next level and, and like be a better person. Here's a guy that you should follow and do some of the things, or at least tempt attempt to do some of the, the, the good that he is doing in the community around the country. David, sorry. Had to... No, thank you so much. Yeah. You know, I think the first thing is to deal with why do you use the word safety? Because no one, no one, I mean, I trademarked it. So no one else is going to say that right. motorcycle safety wires, but um, every day we work on what else can we do to give that word more meaning? Right. And so, on that side of it is these accident classes, accident scene management, which I, I brought up already. And just so you know, the class costs $150 per day. There's two days of training you yeah. can take at, at be, beginner and advanced. What's important about this is that we pay $115 of that cost. The student, in order to try to motivate bikers to get this education so that if I'm out riding and someone's with me and something happens to me for some reason, God forbid, they'll know what to do to save me. And that's how Vicky Sanfilippo, who created this program, she's a member of the Sturgis Motorcycle Hall of Fame. I was there at her induction into the Hall of Fame. And she created this program. She created Road Guardians. And you can find out more about that at roadguardians.org also on our website and she she's a she's she was a surgical nurse and she rides she's known as spitfire <laughs> okay and her husband rides and um you know and they've been riding for you know for a very long time and so she actually gets asked to um support different uh rides as a as a medical crew right you know, she knows her stuff. I mean, we because of this, we created our based on her guidelines and some things from other classes I'd taken. We we came up with our own trauma packs that we sell. I use I give away more than I sell. I'm not doing it to make money. I'm doing it because people need to be out there. In fact, there's a there's a video on our web. If you go to YouTube for motorcycle safety lawyers, you'll see a video with Kathy and Rob Zander. They created the charity My Child's Life Matters about fentanyl and opiate deaths and stuff and they lost their son john to fentanyl that's its own story but it's one of the charities that we deal with of the many we deal with and um 
They were in Sturgis. It was last year. And at, at the Ride for John, which is their event, and then there's there's John Fest afterwards. They have two bands and there's pizza. But all these families come from all the country where they've lost their children. So when we do the ride, each each motorcycle has five, two, three, five pictures on it of children that died from fentanyl. And we do the ride. And then all these pictures go up on these huge boards that surround the park where we're, you know, having this John Fest at. Yeah. And um it's brutal to look at. I mean, these kids look like your 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 brothers, your sisters, your nieces, your nephews, your neighbor. Okay, they don't look like drug addicts. In the case of John, his best friend laced some cocaine with fentanyl, and John died. Okay, um, it's a horrible. Throw all these stories are horrible. You know, and it's worse now because China's making this crap. Yeah. It's not what they use in surgery as anesthesia because they do use fentanyl when you get anesthesia. Right. But first of all, it's probably a couple of micrograms. Okay. Right. Because it only takes three grains of salt of, of fentanyl to kill you. The size of three grains of salt. You can't see it. You're not going to know it's there. These kids experimented like all of us experimented at some point, probably in high school or college or whatever everybody tried something yeah. it might have been a beer might have been a glass of wine might have been my fave gray goose it might have been you know something else it doesn't matter what it was but people did that stuff right and the problem is that these kids didn't get a second chance you know and, and it's brutal so anyway the point of all this is this they're at sturgis they're riding the bike in front of them does something wrong and they end up going down. Kathy smacked her head on the concrete. She split her head open. She's gushing blood. I had given them, and I donate every year, you know, several trauma, like three, five, whatever it is, trauma packs that they raffle off. And I also gave them one. And, and their own words, if you watch the interview, is that they didn't understand why did they need this. But they took it and they, they carried it with them. But they really didn't get it. Until that day. Yeah. And Rob stands next to me telling this story on the video. And he goes, and Kathy's right there as well. And he goes, if it wasn't for the trauma packs, and there were multiple ones there, that's how bad she was bleeding. Um, he doesn't know if she'd have been standing next to him to, uh, when we recorded this video. That's how brutal it is. He, you know, and that's that's the reality of it. And, and so, so the, David, for people that are listening right now and that are that are riders or, or even non-riders for that matter, and, and they're listening to this, the, these are classes that you put on. Uh, how often do you guys do these classes? And, and for those that are listening that are interested in it, where can they get that more information on that? So, so a couple things. They can go to MotorcycleSafetyLawyersPlural.com. If I get out of the way, let me see how I do that on here. You can see lawyers. It's motorcycle safety lawyers, all one word. Or I can stand com. up and yeah. show it to you there. That's a great okay. shirt. I love that. So you can go there. You can email David at MotorcycleSafetyLawyers.com as well. Okay. And I'll gladly answer your questions. Um, and, and so you can also go to Road Guardians and see they have – Road Guardians classes are taught, the accident scene ASM or accident scene management class is taught all over the world. So I forgot how many countries, so Vicky, forgive me for not remembering, but it's a lot. Okay. And But we post them as often as we have approximately 20 students in a class. We'll be happy to put them on. In the summer, it's hard because everybody wants to go ride, right. especially in, like in Chicago, yeah. where the weather is so limited as it is, and it tends to rain on the weekend instead of on the weekdays. <laughs> I've so much of my life there. That's what true. I remember, yeah. you know. So, um, we. But if, if I've got a group, if, if if you're the president of a motorcycle club or a member or on the board, and you want your group, you know, again, we pay one hundred and fifteen dollars of the cost. So the student, it's thirty five dollars a student, and what you get a catered lunch, you get a life saving education. You can't put a price on that. No. Okay. You get a patch, you get a certificate of completion. We don't, you get this, this unbelievable education yeah. and you walk out of there with a new level of confidence. And unfortunately there are a lot of students out there who've had to put in use in the first week or two after taking the class. 
And, and we hear those stories all the time. And it's like, wow. I mean, people say to you, David, why? And we didn't talk about the other stuff we do, but why do you do this? You're going to lose money. You're not going to, you're going to lose cases. No way. We're never going to lose cases. There's this problem out there in our, in our society called yeah. the cell phone. Yeah. Okay. There's makeup. There's, you know, whatever. People get distracted while they're driving. And that's what causes more accidents with motorcycles than anything. You know, I'd go as far as to say that motorcycles are are, are safer than driving a car. And here's why I say that, because I know I it was like nails on a chalkboard for people that I just said that right now. And, and I heard this from Michael Jordan, of all people, because he rides. And he said this in an interview. <clears throat> and he said, it's safer to ride a motorcycle than to drive a car. Because on a motorcycle, you have to pay attention to everything that you are doing. Now, theoretically, you're supposed to do that when you're in a car. But in a car, people eat, people are on their phones, they're texting, they're doing this. They get easily sidetracked. When you're on a motorcycle, you so much as sneeze, that bike's going to wiggle just a little bit, you know. So you have Well, to- not mine. Yeah, right. I got three wheels. You got- <laughs> Most two wheels. I mean, put it, put it that way. Oh yeah. But, but it's like you have to pay more attention when you're you're on a on a motorcycle. And I, I'm going to say this: I, I rode for years, and and I and I, I I absolutely loved it. But here's the other thing: I was afraid and I was terrified every time I got on. Was that a bad thing? Well, why would you do it? Because it was therapeutic. But at the same time, I had respect for. The motorcycle. I had respect for it, and it it made me more aware of my surroundings. Because I tell you, the first time you get passed by an eighteen wheeler on a motorcycle, that definitely gave me a new outlook on life. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> oh yeah, you feel the power and and the wind, and yeah. you know that's created. And yeah, you know, a couple things. What my brother always says. Unfortunately, when a car meets a motorcycle, the car always wins. Yeah. And it's true. It has to do with the weight of the vehicles. Yeah. Part of why I have a trial, oh, there's a couple of reasons. Um, I have a tri-glide because I have a little bit of a vertigo balance issue sometimes. And so even I'm afraid that on two wheels, I might fall over. Right. Or have a situation where I can't, you know, control it the same way. And so just out of, and so that freaks my wife out for sure. So there's no way she was going to agree to a two-wheel motorcycle oh, in this wow, house. I'm write this and yet <laughs> the three-wheeler, she, when she, saw, the first time I brought, oh, what I did first is I went and I rented a slingshot and I made her go in it and her, and my stepdaughter was here and my grandson was here and we all went tooling around for a day. I got rented two of them yeah. and we were all over the place. Okay. And having a blast. And um, that started the seed. Okay. <laughs> it was three wheels. Right. And, you know, and I shot, so I actually shot a podcast. My very first podcast is in the um, slingshot. Oh, nice. So, and you see me flying down, I'm doing, you know, 60, 70, 80 miles an hour down some of these roads. You know, it's almost like the old Maxell commercial. A little bit of here that I have left was still blown back. Okay. So it was kind of interesting that way. Um, and then I rented from uh, Eagle Rider, I rented a 2018 Triglide. And I think the thing that's shocking to a lot of people is how big that thing is. First of all, it weighs over 1,200 pounds. At least mine does. It's a big bike. And, yeah. you know, it look, you ha- it looks like a really big motor. And when I'm sitting on it and I'm and I'm here, yeah, it looks like a really big motorcycle. Because it is. Yeah. But I got a big ass behind me, too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and a passenger seat. So... Um, it, you know, I, I feel like it's a little, it's a little safer than just the two wheel. It is right. for me in terms of where, you know, my physical condition. And that's what I was going to say to you. If you want to get back into it, yeah. you should try one. I'm, okay? I've written it down. Like I'm going to go. But, but when my wife weekend. saw the tri-glide in the driveway yeah. and saw how huge it was, she's like, she gave him, you know, and it was okay. It wasn't, you know. Yeah, you have to still be careful out there. Right. It doesn't change that. Right. But it Absolutely. has a really good loud horn right. that does help. You know, unfortunately, we have people driving. I see it here in Vegas all the time that uh, they tend to come from California. Sorry to those who don't qualify for this, but um, 
they come here all the time. They're, they're moving here in droves, and we understand why, because their politics stink and their taxes are ridiculous. And, you know, it is what it is. Right. And at least that's my feeling on it. But um, they don't look. They don't use turn signals, and they don't look when they change lanes. Yeah. And you see it repeatedly. So it's one thing if it was one person. Oh, that's, you know, a prejudice statement or something. No, I see it every freaking day. Yeah. Yep. Okay, they do this yep. garbage. Every day. Every day. Every, every day. day. It's terrible. And, you know, that's, it's like distracted driving. Yeah. You know, but you got, I mean, you got two mirrors on the sides yeah. for a reason. Yeah. And nowadays, I mean, I love, you know, the, the one thing about making people get new cars is that now you got those yellow lights in your mirrors that tell you there's somebody on your side in your blind spot. You know, if you pay attention to even that, you know, if you're on the phone and you're not paying attention yeah. or you're, yeah. you know, fiddling around with something else in the car. Yeah. You might miss it, but you know, that does make things safer and better. So, well, anyway, David, there's other things I want to talk about safety yeah. real quick um, for free and anyone listening, and I don't care what vehicle you have. We review insurance policies for free. I will tell you exactly what's wrong with your insurance and what to do. We don't sell anything. We clearly don't sell insurance. Okay. We know a lot about it because we sue insurance companies every day. <laughs> and we know what we see. The The biker community is, I'm going to say about 80% of the accidents we see. Yeah. The biker is not N-O-T, double underline, bold, exclamation point, not properly covered the agent tells them you're you're fully covered it's bullshit you are not fully covered well, okay can and we could even can do a contest give us a, can you give us an example of what like a fully fully covered motorcycle insurance would look like so let's talk about it and in every state it's different right right let's talk about illinois for a second in illinois the minimum required coverage for a vehicle is twenty five thousand dollars so, okay. and, and if you look at motorcycle policies on average, because yes, there are more expensive bikes than that, but you'll see a ridiculous number of $25,000 policies. So what does 25,000 mean? The, I talk about the front and the back, the front end and the back end of the policy. So on the front end of the policy is comp and collision. Right. Okay. Right. Yep. Yep. So that's, what's going to fix the other guy's vehicle. Right. If you cause the accident. Right. Okay. And there's medical payments. So you got those things are really make up the, the biggest pieces of the front of the policy. Okay. So if, there's, if, if, if somebody hits you and they have 25,000 coverage, all you could get is $25,000. It doesn't matter if you have a 300 or a million dollar medical bill. If that's all the coverage there, and, and, and again, let's go back to your policy because you get coverage under your policy. Right. But if your policy is 25 and they have zero or 25, all you're getting, I don't care what anyone tells you, at the end of the day, is a maximum of $25,000, right. which means you are not covered. Yes, your bike could get replaced. What about your body? Yeah. Do you have children? Do you have a house? Do you have a business? A spouse? Yep. Okay. Yep. If, if you do and you can't work, who's paying your bills? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, who's paying I your bills? And, and, and bikers aren't thinking about the stuff and they're not being told. They trust their agents and they're saying, you're fully covered. Everybody should have a minimum of $10,000 on medical, whatever the max is. Right. Yes, you have health insurance and other things. You should have that on your policy. These things, these things are cheap. The problem is that what I'm going to get into right now and not everybody understands it, which is why you can email your policy to David at MotorcycleSavesLars.com. I'll get back to you right away and tell you what's wrong and what you need to say to your agent to fix your policy. And I don't care if it's a car or a motorcycle or a boat, whatever. It's all the same stuff, okay? But there's some interesting things. So let's get into what makes it really different, the back of the policy. Right. So there's two things that are extremely important, and they're the most missed. Uninsured motorists. Mm -hmm and underinsured motorists. So let's go back to the example. The guy who hits you has 25,000. Your medical bills are 300,000. You miss work for six months. Your bike's 20, I'll call your bike's 25,000, okay? It's totaled, right? Yep. Who's paying for your medical bills and your rehab? Who's paying your bills because you can't work, okay? So 
you want to have underinsured coverage to make up the difference between what you need and what's $25,000 that you're getting from the guy, assuming they have insurance. The uninsured is for the idiot that's not breaking the law and doesn't have coverage. Right. Okay. And so you're getting covered. So you're, I so tell- the so the underinsured folks, just to be clear, because I grew up. Most of you that have followed me for years know that I grew up. My dad was in the insurance business. You have to it, the underinsurance side of it covers you for if you get hit and the other person doesn't have insurance. That's what the under underinsured is for. Yes. Well, uninsured, right? Yes. The underinsured is they don't have enough insurance to cover your bills. Right. And 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 lost wages and pain and suffering and you know all the things that come together at the end when you negotiate a settlement. So, um, and no offense to your dad by any no, means. No, no, my no, dad's from insurance too. I get it. <laughs> so I get it. Um, but those. So you think about it. We have a we have a, a current a current case in the office right now. Client's leg got busted up in several pieces. They've had three surgeries. Oh. Their medical bills are well over $100,000 right now. Right. So if you don't have uninsured and underinsured, which means your comp and collision will also be 100000 or more, well, we will negotiate your medical. The reason you want an attorney is we can do things you can't. Right. And one of them is we can negotiate down your insurance bills, okay, your medical bills, okay, so that, yeah, you have 300000 but there's only – a hundred thousand in in coverage, then different substates vary, but they're not going to get more than let's say a third right. of the settlement. Right. Okay. That's how Illinois works. Okay. So the hospital gets paid first, and then you know you got the ambulance, and you got the emergency room, and you got your the out therapy and meds and all this other stuff. And so there's formulas for these things, but they typically aren't going to get more than a third of the settlement. So I tell my friends. I tell my my brothers and sisters, you know, that love wind therapy, 250,000 minimum coverage. That's the front end and the back end. Cop, collision, uninsured and underinsured. Minimum. And it's and get quotes on 500,000 and a million. If you can afford it, you need to take it. Yeah. Cuz you again, who if you miss work, if you expire Who's taking care of your family? Yeah. Your wife, your house, yeah. your kids, your business. Okay. You got your or your husband. You got to think about those things. And bikers are not doing it. They're not doing it. They're listening to stuff. They're being cheap in the wrong place. Okay. Because those things, I have a, a close friend. She's very well known in the female rider community. And I would have thought someone along the way would have said to her, let's let's look at what you have. But it hadn't happened. And I said it to her. And her policy was 50,000, okay? And she's been in two accidents. She got an accident at 100 miles, the equivalent of 100 miles an hour, okay? And she lived to talk about it and actually got up and walked away, but she actually had broken bones all over the place. She didn't even realize, okay, until later. Um, But, and her bike got, you know, trashed and whatever. And it wasn't her fault. Well, I said to her, "You, you need to go, to 250 or 500 for sure. And she changed her policy. It cost her $300 to go from 50 to 250 or 300,000 that her insurance offered, okay, for the year. And she has, you know, 250 or 300,000 comp collision, uninsured and underinsured. Right. She has 10,000 medical now, okay? So it cost. It's not a lot of money for a year to protect your well, body. Well, I was just going to say, and your and your finances. We're talking you know? about protecting you, your family, and and whatnot. Is is it, is three hundred dollars worth it? I'd I'd spend that. In, it's a no brainer. And twice on Sunday, you know. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, if, if you own a business again, you have family. Yeah. You have to do it. And again, you take as much as you can afford. I have some good friends that ride a ton. And um, they all they have million dollar policies, and a, one of them has a three million dollar umbrella policy as well. So that's when you really get to the high end of great coverage. Right. It's having an umbrella which covers, and they're all different. You have to get the right stuff, but that cover that covers everything beyond. Yeah. So that if you really need it, 
And again, you're protecting yourself and your family. I'm not worried about the other guy. You're worried. You got to be worried about you, you. and your family. Yeah. I should be going like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, that's what you got to worry about. Okay. And and that's what concerns us. It makes me nuts. I a lot of the rides we go on, I speak. Get you know, given the opportunity because I sponsor, so I get the opportunity to speak for a few minutes. And I talk about insurance all the time. Yeah. And you know, and again, that's another way that we that we justify the word safety. Okay. So you got the trial packs. We got the classes. We got the free insurance reviews. Okay. And there's more that we do. I mean, we we created a program this year. I call it the National Biker VIP Card. And what we did, I've worked on this for years because we wanted to get involved in helping bikers if unfortunately they're in an accident. And what do you do about towing your bike? And what do you do? What if you if you're in Spearfish, South Dakota and you run out of gas? What if you're in Spearfish, South Dakota, and you blow a tire? Yeah. This stuff happens all the time. It's not even like that doesn't happen. No, it happens constantly. Yeah. You hear about this every year at Spearfish. Yeah. Okay. So the program costs not a hundred dollars like like AAA does. It costs $39.95 thanks to motorcycle safety lawyers. And you get $300 of coverage for toes, getting up to three gallons of gas brought to you wherever the hell you are, um, and jumps. There's a whole list of other things that's covered in that policy. You get a one-year membership to another charity that we sponsor called Biker Down Foundation. Biker Down Foundation steps up when you go down. And what happens is you go to bikerdown.org and you fill out a help request on the site. And then Biker Down will reach out to you and they will ask a ton of questions about what's going on and your condition and you know where everything's at. And they'll do an assessment and they have a board and they'll decide, they'll coach you on what to do about your bills. Think about things that people don't think about, particularly when they're under stress from an accident, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, the adrenaline is flowing. Your mind's not clear, right? right? So they tell you how to talk to your motorcycle loan, how to call Harley or whoever it is that's holding your, your the loan you took out to buy your bike and how you get payments put to the end of your policy yeah. instead of or your or your loan, not, not so you get a chance to catch up on dollars and pay some of these other things like your electricity and your gas and, you know, you know things that are important. It's cold out. We right. need to have those things, right? So uh, water bills, whatever. And then if your financial situation qualifies, they actually help you pay some of your bills, which is interesting. So these In are addition, all, and, these are, these are all, great, all great resources, folks. It, listen, if you're listening to the show right now, it means you're already online. So just open up another browser. Go to MotorcycleSafetyLawyers.com. If you got questions, you can email David at MotorcycleSafetyLawyers.com and, and, and send send him out this information because it's just – it's a, it, I knew you did a lot, I, but this is this is such a wealth of knowledge of everything and, and, and things that you that you offer uh, and the organizations that you that you're working with. Um, I want I want to I want to get into another thing here we're talking about organizations and charity things that you do you have a you have a heart for veterans um let's talk about why or how that kind of transpired because you you do a lot of charity work i want want to talk about the veteran charity thing first and then i want to talk about something that you've recently done for with 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 children that is is uh well is very so, emotional. So let's talk about our, the veteran side of it first. Okay, so that, the, it starts real easy. Our father, Al Schumann, was in the Air Force. And I've showed you yeah. the picture. Dad uh, standing next to uh, the first Navy jet used in the Korean War. It was in 1952. Yeah, it's really so, cool. It's really cool. I, I had other family members that, that served as well. And so that that that's the seed that started all. And, you know, through the years, friends that have been in the military and you and just the whole protecting our freedoms and way of life. And and there's, that's, you know, you can't get what we get in America anywhere else, folks. So 
Uh, and it got here because of those people who, who some paid the ultimate sacrifice to right. do that. And we owe them that, that respect and that appreciation. Um, I know they've had hard times through the years. You know, I, I was around in the sixties and seventies and, you know, the, the Vietnam vets, you know, were treated horribly, horribly. Yeah. And, you know, the Korean war, which is fascinating, is, is a forgotten war. Yep. I mean, there also aren't that many um, veterans left from the Korean War. The age. My dad passed May 31st of 2018. And some things we didn't even know because they just didn't want to talk about it. And I, you know, I see other family members and friends the same way that some of the things they experience are just brutal. Um, and so it's 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 hard for them. But we owe them that that we owe them that respect and we owe them that thanks and um, so we spend a lot of time and a lot of money on causes that help veterans. Actually, today's podcast dropped, and it's with a friend of mine, Billy Gray. Billy Gray loves to sing country music, yeah. and he does it all over the place. Yeah. He's got the minute you hear him speak, he's just got it. Yeah. It's amazing to me. Sorry. Uh, I just tell Larry we can't talk now. He knew that. Sorry, Larry. Anyway, he'll be listening to this. <laughs> and I turned. I thought I turned my volume off. So I apologize. <laughs> right. But anyway, right. um, Billy Gray is a, is a Marine, and he says, you know, he's retired. But once a Marine, always yeah, a Marine is what yeah, they say. I have another friend, our, uh, Richard Robert Smallwood, and he too is a Marine. And same thing. They're all the same. Yeah. You know. Um, Billy is famous for singing the national anthem and he comes out. We've asked him to come to, uh, my child's life matters, the ride for John and sing before the ride started. Um, I, I was on the board for war dogs, charity riders. We buy rescue dogs from kill shelters and have them trained with vets and first responders, um, to help them with PTSD and TBI, which is traumatic brain injuries. And we provide the uh, food and veterinary care for the life of the dog. And actually, in the cases where a dog passed, got him another dog, you know, so to make sure that those who need it get the things they need. We have a project right now with um, Claws for the Brave out of Wisconsin. Yep. In Pennsylvania, as a matter of fact, we are currently building a custom chopper that is going to be auctioned off at the Mecham Motorcycle Auction uh, I think it's like the 23rd or the 28th or something like that in Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel. We'll be there. Um, and those funds will go to help, you know, buy rescue dogs for our heroes. Um, Billy just had his event. He sings to raise money for his fellow vets. And he puts on concerts and he gets um, other musicians, other veterans who who perform that are known in, in different kinds of music to come together and put on a concert. Every dime that he raises goes to a vet and they bring the vet to the event, which some of these guys haven't been out of the house in a year or two. Okay. They're just, you know, to the PTSD does terrible things to people. And um, he just did one, it, you know, they raised seven grand and he handed $7,000 to a veteran that, in need. They vet them. They have a whole vetting process. Yeah. yeah. We actually brought Billy, uh, my counterpart, uh, Larry Stotts, and I joined the uh, Displains Chamber of Commerce. And Larry's on the board, and and he knew he introduced me to Billy. So we brought Billy there, and it turns out that there's there's first of all they have a they have a program they train twenty two vets. Yep. Famous number yeah. um, due to suicides and other things. They train 22 vets at a time to learn job skills and how to get a job. And at the end of that, they get about $8,000 worth of things, clothing, computer, equipment, things they need to help them join the workforce and be more comfortable in the workforce. And so we're working with that. We have through that, which is kind of interesting, um, the Rivers Casino is in Des Plaines, Illinois, and they're huge on that program. They're actually huge on every veteran-related program because 
One, I can say Marnie, who's the head of uh, human resources, is a Marine. And they hire vets at the casino. They make a point of it. Yeah. So, you know, they're doing a ton of good and they're, they, you know, they have a little deeper pockets than some of us, uh, but they help out a ton. And so the American Legion in Desplaines wants to bring the traveling Korean War Memorial to Desplaines. And we decided to get on board. We bought a motorcycle. We are custom painting it. Um, it has a sidecar with all these hydraulics and all this nice. cool stuff on it. So it's self-leveling. And yeah. It's really interesting. And we're painting it uh, a flowing American flag with the um, symbols of the five branches of the military that participated in the Korean War. And those monies that we raise will go to help bring the wall it's not a wall. It's a memorial. Because right. if you see it in D.C., it's soldiers like going through a yeah. swamp. They're all white. Yeah. It's it's very cool. And I said my dad was, in the, you know, served in the Korean War. So um, it meant a lot to us to help bring that here. And these guys are older. There's there's a huge Korean community as well yeah. that cares very much. And they're they're participating with the American Legion in this whole project because it's a big deal. And it'll come. It's going to come in June. Um and I'm I'm assuming that when that comes to June, you're going to be having the podcast will be out there doing video, hundred percent, and, and, and talking about it. it. I, 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 I figured <laughs> as much. I figured as much. David, yeah. you also do stuff, and you did something very, very recently within the last few weeks here. Uh, what was it? You raised twenty five thousand dollars for a for a for a children's. So it's just, it's it's funny because people talk about the six or seven degrees of separation. Yeah, and I talk about that on the podcast part of it. But um, uh, Mario Krim from from Motorcycle Knuckle Busters podcast. Uh, he also does the um, Schools Out Chopper Show in Sturgis at the Crossroads yeah. at at uh, the Buffalo Chip, and. So we've gotten involved with him and, and actually provide the prizes for the winners of the chopper show that goes on every year. And then he introduced me to uh, Donnie um, over at Kirsch Helmets, Deve Donnie DeVito. And I do, by the way, I, it's in the other room here. I could get it. But I ride. I use a Kirsch helmet when I ride. Nice. You're welcome, Donnie. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, no, he's a great a little guy. promo there so, for you, Donnie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But all these people deserve it because they've all done Absolutely, so much. Yeah. So, so Donnie put up twenty-five helmets. Oh, wow. Mario's the uh, facilitator. He kind of brought us all together here, and uh, curing kids' cancer is the primary charity of the Meekum auctions. Both, you know, they do autos, they do tractors, they do motorcycles. But January is the um, biggest motorcycle auction in the world. And that's here in Las Vegas at the South Point Hotel. Okay. And it's an annual thing. So we decided to go out and get uh, custom bike builders and professional painters and the like to paint helmets. And we were gonna auction them off at five of them each at five different Meekum auctions in 2023. And our goal is raise twenty five, thirty thousand to help out curing kids' cancer. Well, when you get to know Grania Owen and her team, and what's going on there, you know, we do all these charities. They raise five thousand, ten thousand, seven. Especially in the bike community, they're, they're not huge, but every dime matters. Yeah, helps. right. Yeah. It helps somebody. Yeah. It's the good, the good deed that you do to help someone who needs, you know, a hand up, not a hand out. And um, in this case, uh, Grania goes on the stage and talks about how it started. She lost her son, Killian. He was nine. He had leukemia. They couldn't, at the time, the treatment that works was and had been developed, but they couldn't get it out of the, the labs. There was way too much money and get it to the doctors. And he, he, he was like in the last minutes of treatment, that should have helped him, but it didn't. Yeah. And he couldn't get the special treatment and he passed away. And she decided her life mission was to not let other parents go through what she went through, losing a young child. And so it kills me every time. Yeah. This woman is so amazing. It's... 
they've raised $24 million so far. And she has a medical board that decides where the money goes. These are all doctors who look at the research. They Anyone who's doing research on childhood cancers can submit a, a proposal to become, you know, to get funds from them. And then the doctors go, this board goes through and grades these proposals. There's one international group that's studying uh, brain tumors, cancers in children, and they, they've gotten money from them too. So out of this, one of the therapies that's been developed has been called CAR T-cell therapy. And if you went to the pharmacies, I'm told it would cost about $400,000. They've got it going on in the hospitals for $25,000. When a child gets is in hospice, that's where they've done this. Right. So they're not expecting that child to live, right? They've tried every therapy they can afford or think of or whatever, and, and you know, radiation, chemo, whatever, it's not working. They have a 97% success rate. Say that again. 97. Where do you hear 25 grand equals 97% chance a child can live? Nowhere. That's right. It blows me away. I, I, I um, It's a miracle. It really is a miracle. So the story is we sponsored this event called Motoblot. And it's every year in Chicago. It's three days. They got 20 bands and, you know, all kinds of fun stuff going on. And um, the guys, uh, the girls come dressed as pinups and they compete. So another vet thing that, you know. Yep. You know, particularly from World War II and so on. Yep. So they're dressed in that those 50s kind of styles, typically big hairdos yeah. and, you know, beautiful clothing and shoes. And, you know, they got a whole and they got their whole little routines that they do. And they also get a big number that they're wearing so you can vote for them. And um, I had just hired Leary um, to work for, to become the director of um, safety, education and promotion for motorcycle safety lawyers. Okay. And he goes to the he goes to the stage and he wants to see who wins and he wants to bring back the winner for me to interview them. That's what's going on. It's his head. Okay. Well, he brings back two ladies. Uh, one was Miss um, Motoblot 2017. She was a uh, vintage. They called what she won. Okay. Okay. And so I talked to them for a few minutes and I said, let's do a podcast with Venus Lecure. She became Miss Motoblot 2022. Okay. So I asked her in the interview, so what do you do in your real life? Good question to ask somebody, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, She goes, I'm a pediatric oncology nurse. What? And I said, you know, that's that's crazy because we're doing this project with curing kids cancer. And I tell her about, you know, we're painting these helmets and they're going to be auctioned off to raise money. I want to paint a helmet. I'm an artist. I, I use art to help my kiddos express themselves, she tells me. She calls them the kiddos. Yeah. You know, she's close to the kids and their families. This is what she does every day in her real life job. So, and also it turns out, because she works at Comer's Hospital, which is a kid's hospital, right? They use CAR T-cell therapy at Comer's. Wow. So I go and talk to Donnie and and Mario. Yep, no problem. I mean, it, it was all different. We didn't know. You got all these famous people that are going to paint helmets and do all this stuff. And okay, Angelina paints this helmet. I don't have a clue how to value what are these things worth and what's. I didn't know what to. I don't think anyone really knew what was going to happen or what to expect. Right. So the first day, Grania goes up and gives her at the auto auction gives her speech about what it's all about, and you know it's got to be ripping at her heart every day. She talks about her, her son, Killian, every single day. Okay. And that's what she does. Right. And um, she brought Joe Davis. Is Davies or Davis? I forget. So my apologies, Joe. But he was one of the artists who painted a helmet. He painted this gorgeous helmet. It's amazing, actually. Yeah. And he went up the first day with her. And he's a he's a cancer survivor himself. So he talks about what his, what his why he cared and what his perspective is and all that stuff. So the next day she brings up, so oh, so they come back to the booth and I'm talking to Grani and I go, look, the people are coming up here and want to buy these helmets already. They're on display at the auto auction. Okay. That's what we did. We, we had them out there to try to generate interest and see, you know, what we would learn. Well, what we learned was that there was a lot of interest and 
I said to Grania, you look, after your story about 25 grand, if anyone wants to pay $25,000, take the money and run. We saved a kid's life, a kiddo's life. Okay. Yeah. We need to do this. And she's like, or more. I'm like, that's fine. But I, it's hard enough to believe someone will pay the 25 grand. But wouldn't that be amazing? So she decides the next morning that she's going to auction off one helmet and it's going to be Venus's helmet. And the bottom line is they raised $25,000. So how do how does this not, those, it doesn't get more beautiful than that. You just can't, you can't buy this stuff. You can't No, And a child's going to live because of all this coming together. Maybe. maybe. And there's still 24 more helmets to sell. (laughs) So we thought we'd get that kind of money for, uh, the whole group of helmets, not yeah. one. $25,000. And, and you see helmet, me, but folks. there was not a dry eye in that house. No, rightfully so. You know, it's, it's you know, kids, you know. I, I Someone told me a story yesterday. You know, they went to this park, and it, they built it for disabled children. And the guy rides, and he's a vet. I was actually with him yesterday. And he says to me, all of a sudden, up pulls several clubs. Los Angeles and some others. And he was a little uncomfortable at first. And he said, they have a rule. If it's for children, we get along and yep. that's important to us. Yep. And they live by that rule. Yeah, they sure and do. to their credit, all of, the, all of them, all the MCs. And they care about vets. They care about kids. Okay. They care about pets too. Yep. And um, so I, I, you know, I got to applaud all of them. And he talked about this one kid touched this guy's bike and he accidentally scratched it with one of his appliances or whatever he had. And the dad's freaking out and he goes up to the, to the biker and he says, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I I'll pay for it. You know, guy goes, he has the hard time. He can sit on my bike. I won't ever fix that scratch. And I want nothing, you know, that's the biker community. That's the part that I love about the biker community. Because these people really do care. They do so much charitable stuff and they get no credit for it. Not everybody is a moron riding down the, the, the uh, emergency lane, speeding, yeah. cutting around cars and, and, and doing stupid stuff. It does happen. We all know that. Yeah. It, it, those of you that, that, if you're listening to this and you've ever thought about riding, I encourage you to, to take a class and, and ride. Go, go learn how to ride. If you Absolutely. if you ride now, first off, if you whether you ride or not, you're listening to this episode, and we're coming up on time here. Open up another browser. Go to motorcyclesafetylawyers.com. First and foremost, follow him on social media. You be uh, at uh, because bikers matter podcast, and listen to that. Support the show any way that you can. David does a great show. Uh, follow him on on, on Instagram. Uh, he does a lot of videos and stuff. I was a little jealous. I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but but I have to now because David literally traveled all over. He got to ride in, in other countries and stuff like that, and and just seeing some of the pictures and 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 the stuff that he did was it's just mind blowing. And then you hear about the stuff that he is doing. You guys at the beginning of the show, I said you, you he's you know they broke the mold and there he was. It's community hero this is this is why it's not just what the he does for it it's more than just the motorcycle community you heard the stories about what they do with with children and this is the biker community as a whole does this kind of stuff he just mentioned some MCs some very well-known uh motorcycle clubs that uh don't always uh have the best reputation um but when it comes to kids, when it comes to veterans, and I could speak on that part for sure, and when it comes to to like animals and stuff, that that's the one thing that that, that these clubs do not tolerate any type of of bad thing. They will raise money for left and right. And again, if you're listening to the show, MotorcycleSafetyLawyers.com, get involved today. Please follow him on social media. Reach out to David. Um, David, I you know I mentioned the podcast. You you, you do a, a weekly show. 
uh, you're on the network, uh, uh, Heroes Media Group, and you can listen to this whether you go to Heroes Media Group, you can go to Apple, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, uh, check them out. You'll you'll be able to listen to and, and watch the shows. Um, tell us how did you how did you get how did you get started on the on the podcast? What did you just wake up one morning? And you're like, you know what? I'll do a podcast. Let's do this. Well, it's kind of funny because I, you know I think initially you know I used to teach an eight hour course on marketing strategy, but when you stop doing it for a long time, people hate being on stage. And I get to do it every once in a while now, and I I give presentations and stuff. I get I give them a lot for the uh, National Academy of Motorcycle Injury Lawyers. I actually was wearing my cuts from War Dogs Charity Riders, and I got stopped in the hotel at, at the, the meeting was at the Golden Nugget, and I'm next door at Circa. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going, I'm actually talking to a, to a, one of the security guards because I had some packages I needed for my presentation. Yeah. And um, all of a sudden he gets a call on the radio. You're talking to a guy wearing, you know, colors. You can't, the, the casinos have an unwritten rule that you cannot wear your colors right. in the casino. And I said, this is a riding club. It says RC. Okay. Yeah. We're charity. You know, this is not an MC. No offense to the MC. We're not. We're not an MC. We're an RC. Okay. And they actually decided to let it go. And yeah, who's I? I'm sitting there giving presentations and helping people, not, not you know, <laughs> trying to start a fight with somebody or I don't like someone else's, you know, whatever. So, uh, you know, but, it, but so when I gave my talk, the first thing I did was I, because I was on there, that's why I was wearing, you know. Yeah. My cuts or my vests okay i mean i've got you know the two front patches are accident scene management patches and how many years i've been a lifetime member and and all their safety stuff and of course you know the american flag and i mean right. you know and then it says my uh, board of directors the, yeah. and it says david vegas schumann and it says yeah. you know i'm i'm the cfo of the, of the club and whatever so you know there's nothing there everything on my on my vest is cool stuff right. and, and important stuff to me all the charities are on there that i work with you know so it's sponsor anyway so i use it and i tell first i tell them and the reason i told them this they think about how logical this is i said you guys understand i got stopped there and they're like like wow you know because all these lawyers not you know i i have friends who are lawyers who do ride right um and they get it because they've been riding for a long time but the rest of them don't necessarily but the point is when they go to court and they have a jury, juries, the point is juries have a bias against motorcyclists. And again, if you don't have an attorney who understands motorcycling and road conditions and uses the right kind of investigators and stuff to figure out what could have caused your accident and, and to prove that you're not the cause yeah. and to get you the maximum possible recovery, you know, if they don't have the experience, they're not going to do it. It isn't going to happen. Right. Yeah, they can be a PI attorney, but it's not going to happen because they don't get it. You know, and that's why you see what I say. Everything we do is because bikers matter. Yep. Okay, because it's the truth. Yep. We live in the motorcycle community every day. And we're at events constantly. You know, I we had an event on Saturday. It was to remember some fallen vets and some first responders. It was at Woodstock Harley-Davidson in, in Woodstock, Illinois largest deal, uh, Harley dealership in Illinois. And, you know, they were honoring heroes, fallen heroes. And, um, you know, their families were there, a bunch of gold star families, you know, and they actually um, had made and hung ornaments on a tree there with all the fallen heroes. That's awesome. But that, and, 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 when you do these events now, a lot of the events that you're doing, you're doing it with the podcast and showing it and interviewing people. We try to for sure. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and it's and it's not like listen, this is like I said, this worldwide, like the guys international, like worldwide. Check out some of the stuff that he's done this year. I, I certainly I don't envy anybody, but this is very probably flirting with the line on on some of the places that he that he's got to to go and ride and. David, I, we're coming up on time, and I just want to say thank you for everything that you do in the community as a whole, not just for bikers, but for everybody within the community, especially the kids, because that, that one there, if that doesn't pull at your heartstrings, folks, I, then then you, you have no heart, in my opinion. 
because because the stuff that you were doing is is absolutely amazing and uh thank you thank you for for what you do thank you for your friendship and thank you for being part of our network as a whole clearly appreciate all the above absolutely absolutely uh, and you always obviously have a well uh, uh you know let me know when you guys got stuff coming up we'll make sure that we blast it out as, as we try to do with when you got a new episode that comes out and whatnot so uh folks again MotorcycleSafetyLawyers.com. Go check it out. Follow them on social media. That's all the time that we have today. Make sure you check out all the other shows on Heroes Media Group. Simply go to HeroesMediaGroup.com. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.